Presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. It is coming to you here on a Monday afternoon, um, just after a beautiful, beautiful weekend uh, back in here in the studio. And Matt, this is our, our last week at the physical location of our studio. We'll be moving our, our broadcast studio starting uh, this weekend. I know, Derek. We're kind of a you know prodigal son returns. I guess we're That's going right. back to where we're going back to the original. That's what we'll be doing. So uh, that'll be coming up. A little tease there. Uh, something coming up in the month of May will be a bit different here for our podcast, Derek. And uh, you know, like you said. We're going to talk about more stuff. A little tease there for our words from the weekend because gorgeous weather, huge crowds. I mean, it is, um, you know, it's it's a little pre-pandemic-esque. And yeah. I'll say that with the uh, stuff you're going to talk about at words from the weekend for sure. I mean, you had a little rain come in this morning. Some storms kind of maybe woke some people up. But it uh, looks like it's going to be just another beautiful week. It'll be a little cooler over the next couple of days. It's been a beautiful week. Let me stop you right there. Wait till you hear my story. This may need to be a segment, Why People Hate Americans. Follow me on that. You'll see shortly my story that I'm going to give us in just a second. Well, Matt, speaking of hate, some things that people could hate, and that is trying to buy a house. But we have a uh, our main sponsor is uh, somebody that can make that really easy for you. That's right, Derek. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group, the number one real estate team in DeSoto County for the last 12 years, is our 2022 presenting sponsor. They possess over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They have thousands of closings since 2009 on the buying and selling side of residential real estate. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. They were recently awarded the top producing team in the Million Dollar Club when it comes to North Mississippi Realtors. Not everyone can be in that club, but for the folks that were, the top producing team in DeSoto County, Brian Couch and Terry Thomas of Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. They are currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis. Give them your address. They can tell you all about your street, your neighborhood, your zip code, how fast homes are closing, how fast homes are coming off the market. All the different analytics that you want from your realtor, Brian and Terry can provide that. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Call Brian on his cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. You can also do a full home search at teamcouch.com. Anywhere throughout the Mid-South, teamcouch.com. Derek, you and I spoke about three weeks ago. We made a mention of uh, not recognizing a uh, real estate sign, not recognizing a company, and um, that uh, that sign continues to stay in front of that house. Uh, Cannot believe the house has not sold in this market. Couldn't agree more. If you're wanting to buy or sell a home in DeSoto County, work with the best. Don't go into this DeSoto County market by yourself. Give Brian and Terry a call. Again, 662-449-1700. Remember, every home needs a couch. Derek, we always start our Tuesday show with our words from the weekend, but before we do that, a couple of things. We definitely, since our last show, um, kind of scary moment right here in Hernando, a simple text that went out from the DeSoto County Sheriff's Department about four inmates at the detention center that um, kind of wandered off. 
they yeah, seem to wander off. Yeah. yeah, nobody wants to send out that one. It's like, hey, what 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 are we sending out today on the on the sheriff's department social media? Oh well, hey, I need you to let them know about four guys that <laughs> just uh, walked away. We may want to reevaluate our walk off procedure, maybe, yeah. or some kind of a protocol for a walk off. But regardless, we want to praise the folks. They were found. The they four were found. inmates were found. We want to praise them for that. Their quick action. Maybe social media helped out a little bit that with a, a tip or something. But I did see where all four were apprehended fairly quickly. Yeah, I think two of them were found. Well, within, I don't know, a few hours. Uh, the first two were found sometime kind of in the middle of the day. And then the other two were found toward the evening, actually in Shelby County. Okay. Uh, they were found, I think it said, with the help Sheriff County Office of Fugitive Apprehension Team. Uh, we're able to find these two. They had already made it into Shelby County, probably trying to find relatives or something like that, trying to make a getaway. So, again, great job. Uh, what the procedures were to allow them to escape in the first place, I'm sure are being looked at right now. But a great job by you know both Shelby County and DeSoto County, you know, getting both of them back in. Uh, it did affect – the reason I heard about it was, you know, I had been at the square and had maybe heard a little rumblings. Uh, I think there was a couple mentions of it kind of walking around the square, and I was like – that's not good, but then, of course, they had not closed the square down. Nothing was going on. You didn't see a lot of cop presence, so it, they didn't seem like it was that big of a concern. And then by the evening, uh, at the uh, which we'll talk about the Crawfish Festival here in just a moment, they were supposed to have the uh, trustees come out and help clean up. Yes. That was canceled because of people walking off the job. That's not fair. <laughs> so it was canceled, and therefore, I think the Palmer Home, uh, again, it was a great event, but there was a lot of uh, individuals now having to step up to get that kind of cleaned up, uh, tables taken down, put up, because the trustees could no longer be counted on because they were canceled. Uh, anyway, so that was uh, kind of a, an eventful Saturday. Uh, maybe a couple people that got a little nervous about everything going on, but it, they are all back in. Everything, Everybody that's supposed to be in a jail cell is in a jail cell, and uh, we just want to uh, say thank you to the uh, DeSoto County Sheriff's Department for making that happen. And we've done that a couple times, different stories. Things that may have happened since we recorded our Friday show, uh, we like to shine a light, especially positive things uh, from the law enforcement that where they move quickly and get things taken care of. Well, Derek, I teased it just a moment ago, and you're probably wondering, what is this? Because on our little board, our little outline, all it says is Matt's story. Follow me here, Derek. I, I teased a second ago. Sometimes you see things that make people, you lose your excitement in humanity. I'm going to follow me on this. <laughs> okay. So earlier today, we uh, Christian Brothers High School rented a couple of vans from me, and we had to go retrieve those vans. So the young man who works for me, uh, we were on our way. I was driving a van for retrieval, and um, all of a sudden, the car kind of comes up behind me, flashes their lights. I move over. Uh, okay, I move over. Nice Acura. Um, so that car begins to move past me to my left in the, in the fast lane there, uh, just about as about state line. And uh, I noticed the lady has uh, a bird on her shoulder. <laughs> a, a real live bird right a real live bird she okay. didn't give me the bird she has a bird so on like, her so shoulder like a parrot a, a parrot of some sort probably or? a parrot a white bird was okay. on her shoulder okay uh, maybe so maybe okay. i don't i don't know i'm not a bird expert but that's fine right. uh so i proceeded to move over to my left just to let the uh, young man that works with me uh hey man that lady has a bird on her shoulder let, let me speed up and go take a look at that bird well Derek, we, we get up to where we can see one bird and we see Two birds. She has a bird on each shoulder driving down the road in Shelby County, Texas plates. Okay. Texas okay. plates. So if you can tell, I, I've talked to you, I've said it on this podcast. Wait, so, Derek, so she was giving you the double bird. She was riding with double birds double at birds. all times. Yes. So I have Just said on this show before, and maybe people, maybe we've lost listeners on what I'm about to say. One of my largest pet peeves in my life, top five pet peeve, is people riding with a dog in their lap. Yeah, dog murderers. We had dog murderers. Yes, we discussed this. If, I, they're, I, if they're not seatbelted in, correct. You, you are right. you're basically looking to have some type of manslaughter situation or, or pet slaughter situation in your future. And you're also saying to hell with the rest of y'all because I'm going to drive with a 
four pound uh, Pikachu or whatever they call those things, whatever those dogs are, whatever in Pikachu. my lap. What's a Pikachu? I don't know. Is that a bird? I don't know. Anyway, anyway, I digress. Pikachu. But this woman has two. Well, I don't know what Pikachu is. This woman has two birds, one on each shoulder, riding down the road, driving 85 miles an hour, flashing lights for me to get over. I mean, is that not the ultimate Karen right there? I'm sorry if there's any Karens here. Is that not the ultimate? Holy cow, woman. Who are you? Two birds on her shoulder. Okay. And it, it looks, she looks like a normal looking yeah. uh, lady too. Yeah. Just a totally normal looking. I mean, her, her, whatever. Two birds, flashlights, get out of the way. I'm in a hurry because I've got to go somewhere with my two birds on my shoulder. Oh my gosh. Uh, I once a year, you want to run somebody off the road. You want to <laughs> run somebody off the road. And that was my but, but, but then you would kill the birds. Uh, and it's not the bird's fault that she okay has so, to has to have these i mean which are probably a couple thousand dollars for the birds well sitting on her shoulder not their fault so they you would have murdered those birds by running her off the road not saying that let me ask you a quick question that, that well we we preach uh christianity and we that, that pre- preach correct. kindness on this show man you cause okay three people okay so <laughs> three, you have three three, no, no no you have you have, you have you have one lady who has birds on her shoulder you have two birds someone has to perish in that <laughs> <laughs> who, do, who do you you know whatever i mean a bird probably just you want the if the sunroof is open and something bad were to happen then like the bird could fly out or something the well, birds are going to survive right i don't know man. the birds i don't know. I, I mean that's well, my story well matt first of all pikachu is a pokemon character oh, oh okay that's <laughs> pikachu, not an actual dog pikachu is a pokemon oh i thought a it was pokemon a real dog character if, if you uh, hear this we did want to make sure we got that out there we, we do know that it's pokemon um, and then, yeah, I think so. A, Pikachu is not a real dog. Pikachu, I, I'm you can tell think, my enthusiasm for the animal show. Yeah, I'm trying to by, think what my, like what mix of dogs that would be to come up with a Pikachu. Um, um, you know what? That's what I'm gonna start. But Pikachu is should be a slang word for a dog that rides in someone's lap while they drive. There you go. That, it's all, that's man. not a bad idea. Right now, it's you know it's a dog like character on Pokemon. So right. there you go. Right. Um, so we are, we have, we may have lost some listeners, some of our uh, more uh, animal loving listeners, because they probably ride around with birds on their shoulders. But uh, I don't think, like I said, she has Texas plates. So I don't think she uh, knows exactly too much about the UTW podcast, but we digress. That's my story that I just saw uh, a couple hours ago. So it's fresh on my mind. And um, please, please, please don't drive around with birds on your shoulder. And if you catch people looking at you and judging you because you have two birds on your shoulder, um, that's happening. Just going to let you know that is happening. And um, there you go. Well, as we mentioned a second ago, Derek, beautiful weekend weather, beautiful weekend in Hernando. And uh, I'll tell you more about where I was uh, in just a second. Derek, our words from the weekend, start us off with your word for today. Uh, my word for the weekend is reestablished. Uh, reestablished, basically meaning the, the city of Hernando, parties in general, just everything going on. Um, and I was able to, uh, I was in town this weekend, so able to attend uh, the Earth Day celebration on Saturday. I had to work a tent for an hour. Uh, then was able to walk around the Earth Day celebration, walk around the square. Was uh, I saw your lovely wife, both of your daughters, uh, working a tent. Uh, we also, uh, uh, my daughter uh, accompanied me uh, as well, and we also went to the, the DeSoto Arts Council, the building, kind of walked through that. Uh, they had the arts festival going on. Kids were painting there on the side. Uh, and then also, um, of course, it was the first day of the farmer's market. Uh, so wonderful strawberries out there. Of course, the milk guy was there, bagel guy. Guacamole guy was back. Absolutely you know, wonderful guacamole. So, again, not not really a full-fledged farmer's market yet. I think they're going to wait. The official opening is next week. That is correct. This was kind of a, just a, you know, they wanted to kind of jump in, so allowed some of them to jump in. But, again, a great, great time. Now, we're not talking about A-fair crowds. Uh, we were there. I was there for probably two the first two hours, 9 to 11 that morning. And not quite A-fair crowds, but, again, it was a good crowd. Uh, everybody was coming out. People were arriving as I was leaving. The little nursery just off the square, thriving, just doing business. And then that night – 
return back to the square uh, for the Mudbuck Festival. And again, uh, they had, I think they sold 507 tickets sold out. Now, why it was 507 and not 500, I think they actually had given tickets to people who were helping out cleaning up. They, would, okay. they maybe gave some free tickets out. So 507 was the official count. And uh, again, just a great turnout. Uh, they had a huge tent, a band playing uh, all night long, you know, plenty of mountain crawfish, several libations to choose from, and just an uh, overall good time. Uh, they, they ended at 10 o'clock. Uh, I helped clean up. I was there to about 11 and they came home. But again, just an absolutely, you know, fantastic crowd. It looked to be a great, great fundraiser for uh, the Palmer home. And then Sunday, uh, packed church. Uh, the children sang in the, in the late service. So our church was packed. Other churches were packed. And then again, just basically, you know, kind of the overall commerce and just seeing people everywhere uh, around Hernando. And of course, if you've seen videos, uh, <laughs> Oxford was uh probably 20 times that sure uh but again uh just it looks like everything everywhere and you kind of said this before we went on air just pre-pandemic i mean to yeah. pre-pandemic levels just a uh, a great feeling uh, having all of that back in our lives derek you and i know a lot of the people that put uh, on the earth day celebration the mud bug bash uh you know we talk all the time about our men's group crew fernando putting on the mardi gras ball in february you want successful events because we know how people work how hard people work for th- things like that. So that's why, our, you know, these things should be reestablished. You know, the world has opened back up and those things thrive by raising money. That's what we do. That's that's. Uh, so I'm really excited that they had success throughout. And then you saw the uh, pictures from the Sunday car show. That was a success as well. A lot of those cars were really good. Weather was perfect. Wonderful job by them. Uh, benefiting Meals on Wheels that we've talked about uh, over the last couple of weeks as we do on our Friday DeSoto County uh, shout out. So just uh, Hernando, Mississippi is back. Oxford, Mississippi was, was back. Uh, over the weekend people were out enjoying the weather enjoying life and uh, that's the way it should be so really excited yeah and that's exactly right and Matt also I'm assuming where you were in Decatur Alabama was also back based on the tournaments that they had and I I know several people going to different age groups going to the tournament where you were and also I think Huntsville also has several large tournaments going on this weekend and they had soccer tournaments I know in South Haven they had a rec term or team tournament that was pretty big so yes Derek uh, as you mentioned uh, my word from the weekend will be parenting uh left out about 10 after 5 on friday wilson and i traveled down to decatur alabama um nice place nice town uh decatur alabama you I, know, didn't get- I had to look it up because when you told me you were going there, i was like where is decatur didn't realize it's pretty close to huntsville and it's, it's known close. as like the river city it's yeah. right on the river about uh, sixty thousand people yeah it looked like yeah. i mean it has like boats that come out you can tour yep. on the river and yep. stuff like look very nice town I didn't get to that place. We were kind of, you know, hotel, right. restaurant, you know, back to the soccer complex, very nice soccer complex. Uh, right, Like I said, right around 60,000 people. So parenting, had to take Wilson over to that. Uh, he and I just had a really good time. We travel well together. We enjoy, you know, all the same stuff. Uh, had dinner on Friday night, got to watch big screen TVs, all that type stuff. So that was really a good time. Then Heather had to take Hannah Grace to her final Coral Rio concert. A lot of people uh, listening to the show know about Coral Rio. It's the Mid-South Music Institute. The large group is Coral Rio. Uh, Derek, well over 300 practices in the last 11 years that she's wow. been a part of it. Uh, she was one of the first members. Um, I would put her as probably the longest running member now that she's graduating. Um, she gets to the week of the concert and loses her voice. Yeah. We, Couldn't sing. Yeah, and I saw her on the square and yep. just was, and my heart broke for her yep. when she told me that. I, I started talking to her and I was like, 
And she said, yeah, I lost my voice for my senior performance. Yep. I'm like, oh, no. Senior performance. Couldn't sing. They did let her get up there. The last song they do, uh, what's called the Irish Blessing. And so she was able to get up there and lip sync for that. But um, for those of y'all who don't know, Hannah Grace will be continuing to, uh, she'll sing, continue to sing uh, at Ole Miss. And so we're excited about that, of course. Shout out to Corio and the Mid-South Music Institute for 11 years. Uh, like I said, well over 300 practices and rehearsals. Um, many a trip to South Haven. Yeah. I mean, just countless. I mean, really countless. So Heather had to go and do that. And then, Derek, uh, we're also, uh, we have a guest in our house right now. Uh, my mother-in-law is in town, had a, had a little surgery on Friday, and so she's in town. So we've just been parenting the last uh, 72 hours, <laughs> whether it be in Decatur, Alabama, or South Haven, Mississippi for a concert, or, uh, you know, you saw Hannah Grace and Evelyn on the square on Saturday. So parenting is my word from the weekend. It seems like it never stops. And, man, I tell you, uh, everybody listening to the UTW podcast right now definitely can understand what I mean by that, but uh, probably wouldn't have it any other way. So very, we are all so, so blessed for sure. Both really good words from the weekend talking about the reestablishment of um, life as usual here in Hernando, Mississippi. Well, Derek, maybe some something new to life here in DeSoto County. We talked about it over the last three or four weeks. We've discussed numerous times the Medical Marijuana Act here in the state of Mississippi that is now coming to fruition. You have until May 3rd to opt in or out as a municipality. The DeSoto County Board of Supervisors met recently and have decided what? Well, Matt, we're taping this on Monday afternoon. They met this morning uh, at 8.30 a.m. on the 25th, like we kind of previewed that on our Friday show. Uh, they met this morning to decide whether or not to opt out of the medical marijuana legislation. Uh, anyone, they asked anyone wishing to speak, uh, they, they were held to no more than three minutes, and almost all who spoke were in favor of staying in. The meeting did take some time because people were speaking. They had to do their normal, you know, approve the agenda, that sort of thing. Uh, but, you know, in the end, they adjourned without doing anything which means DeSoto County will be staying in and allowing dispensaries in and around the county. So, again, they'll kind of pick those spots. All the same rules apply. You know, also, you know, it's very – you know, we talked about how regulated it is if you actually want to build a building to, to be a grower. Uh, so all those things will be looked at, and I'm sure you'll see those coming before the county supervises over the next six months to a year or if not more. Uh, but, again, they did opt in. So right now – so the final official, I guess, tally uh, for DeSoto County, Hernando, Olive Branch, and DeSoto County are in. As of right now, Horn Lake and South Haven had opted out, but South Haven is currently undergoing a looking at a plan to opt back in maybe within the next 90 to 120 days. Does that mean that the company that we mentioned last week, maybe DeSoto County, building in DeSoto County is an option, or did they say anything about now, right that? Right now, it was, I mean, the, what George Reedy presented was actually in the city of Fernando. Fernando. So, okay. I mean, I'm not saying they couldn't look at in DeSoto County as sure, another spot, but that right now, they seem to be pretty far along the way around that site, around the water tower right, right. there next to 55. So, which is considered the Hernando part of Nesbitt, but we'll, you know, we'll see where they go. Listen to the UTW podcast over the next coming weeks for more information about that. But, of course, you can always uh, visit the DeSoto County website. I think it's DeSotoCounty.org. DeSoto County, no, maybe DeSotoCountyMS.org. Visit that for all that kind of information. Derek, something else statewide. We've talked numerous times over the last four months about the Mississippi legislature that has been uh, taking place. Tell us about some bills that hit the governor's desk that he vetoed and did not come to fruition in the state of Mississippi. What you got? Yeah, we're kind of wrapping up uh, – our state talk from the legislative session it has of course they uh, signed died back at the first week of april uh but the, the governor is still kind of getting through the last several bills either deciding to veto them to sign them or to just kind of let them become law on their own but there were some that he did veto uh and these four uh just kind of go through them quickly uh the first was senate bill 2306 which sought to transfer the authority of the mississippi ethics commission to assess a civil penalty against any candidate or political committee for failure to file a report to the Secretary of State. 
It would also delete the provisions that provide for hearing for a candidate or political committee before the State Board of Election Commissioners. So again, that was vetoed. The next one was Senate Bill 2336. Now, this was a pretty straightforward veto as the language from this bill had actually been added to House Bill 155 that actually was signed. Therefore, this bill was not needed as governor, you know, and he noted in his veto that this was a duplicate bill. And so it was vetoed. The next one was Senate Bill 2530. This was authored by State Senator Scott Delano, and it would have allowed the Mississippi Department of Information and Technology Services to compile and record incidences of demand for payment as a result of ransomware attacks that are made against state agencies and other governing authorities. A report would then be generated to the legislator. Now, again, the governor, in his veto letter, he acknowledged that the cyber attacks are evolving and escalating, but he says that it was a risk of publication or disclosure of the reports and related work on such potential vulnerabilities that can lead to further threats. So he thought this may actually uh, make the threats even worse because of having to kind of list out, you know, what what the websites were hitting, that sort of thing. So he did veto that one. And then uh, the next one was Senate Bill 2536. Now, this one was a little, this has gotten a little more press than the other ones. It was authored by State Senator Jeremy England, and originally it created a public offender registry in Mississippi, but it was vetoed by Reeves after additional language. So the if it would have been the, the regular, I guess, bill that come through, the, the governor more than likely would have signed it. However, there was uh, additional language added at the end of it uh, that would have reinstated the right to vote for individuals convicted of crimes that had been expunged. So in other words, if you had committed a crime, served your jail time, or maybe you had committed it, maybe, you know, that sort of thing that once your jail time was served they expunge it from your record after so many years because you, you've done your time but you never at current the current mississippi law you never again have the right to vote it's one of the penalties you have for committing the crime are those uh, misdemeanors or felonies or uh, i think it's mostly felonies yeah, I, yeah. and so if you, it, and so they were trying to get that reinstated by they added it as an extra to the bill and again it was not the bill itself it was the language giving the people who had committed felonies back the right to vote uh, and so the governor did veto it for that language uh, a lot of people are, are upset about that because if you serve your time why can't you then go back into right to vote but again that's a, a discussion for another time so he vetoed that that is no longer uh, neither that bill the original purpose of the bill nor that uh, is is passed and then finally he left one bill unsigned uh, Senate bill 2077 was left unsigned, which means it allows it to become law without his signature. And this bill creates the Mississippi Healthy Food Families Program. So that one will now become law without his signature. So that kind of, I think, pretty much will wrap up basically what we talk about the legislature, you know, from the 2022 session. You know, Derek, I saw a picture over the weekend of the um, crowd, some of the crowd at Grobel. And uh, I slowly kind of zoomed around and uh, we could all be a little healthier in the state of Mississippi. <laughs> I'm not trying to judge the Ole Miss fans. I guess I could probably zoom in on all the other fans as well, me included. I'm speaking to myself 100%. But uh, you kind of zoom in. Maybe it was the, the sun kind of beaming down on them, and maybe they looked a little tired and sweaty or something like that. But, uh, whew, man, the uh, we could all be a little healthier. Maybe yeah. not you, Big Line. You do a pretty good job. But uh, very interesting. And part of health, part of being healthy, is possibly lowering your premium when it comes to your life or health insurance. And if you're looking for help with life insurance, with health insurance, contact one of our newest sponsors, Holland Insurance. Holland Insurance has been in business since 1981 and has been staffed with local industry experts who are eager to make a difference in every life they touch. They currently work with some of the largest insurance companies in the world. Blue Cross Blue Shield, Cigna, Humana, Nationwide, Liberty Mutual, Progressive, 
Travelers, some of the largest insurance companies in the world, trust Holland Insurance to be their DeSoto County provider. Give Bruce Robinson or Jerry Holland a call at 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528. Located in South Haven, but ready to serve everyone throughout DeSoto County. Holland Insurance, again, 662-895-5528. This Sunday, May 1st, North Point Christian School will have its next Preview the Point for lower school grades, senior kindergarten through sixth grade. The event will be held at 2 p.m. and will give prospective families an opportunity to tour the school and meet with administration to see if North Point Christian School is the right fit for your family. Grades are quickly filling up with upper school and preschool grades having wait list. They encourage you to register for this event quickly by calling Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. North Point Christian is excited that so many families are looking to Christian education. They have had an influx of new students over the last two years and continue to see excitement for 2022-2023. Don't delay. Call and register today. Quick story, Derek. A lady from North Point uh, rented one of our vans last Friday to take her son on his 15th birthday downtown uh, Memphis with some buddies. Uh, that's an example of something we can help with at Mobile Car and Van Rental. Also had a group of guys, around 13 guys, used one of our vans, pulled a trailer, went to play golf down on the on the Gulf Coast. Nice. So prime example of the different ways, different things we can do at Mobile Car and Van Rental to help you when it comes to travel this summer. Please give us a call, 662-469-4555. That's 662 4555 if you have travel volleyball travel soccer travel softball anything like that and you need and want to travel as a team give us a call 662-469-4555 let us help you put together something for a three-day weekend memorial day long weekend we have uh, travel plans in june and july now's the time give us a call do not think oh i'll just call matt later i'll just call matt later call us now 662-469-4555 mobile car and van rental the only car rental place in hernando mississippi ready to serve you anytime you need a car pickup truck cargo van or passenger van 662-469-4555 well derek our tuesday show right around this time we're always doing the desoto county fact of the week but we're going to do something a little bit different still want to recognize the desoto county museum that gives us the desoto county fact of the week rob long and his staff open from 9 a.m to 5 p.m tuesday through saturday that's 9 a.m to 5 p.m tuesday through saturday get over and visit the desoto county museum right across from bank corp south right here under the water tower just an absolute wonderful museum gives you all the artifacts all the different memorabilia all the different uh, exhibits about desoto county rob long and his staff i do not think rob would mind us uh switching the fact of the week for this time because what we're going to do derek is we're going to recognize uh the lewisburg and hernando high school uh, the local public school kids that were recognized as star students what you got from lewisburg derek well, first of all, I want to make everybody clear. Rob did send us a fact of the week. We are holding it for next week. I don't want all people to think that Rob is skimping out on his job. Uh, he did send us a fact of the week, so we will have that for you next week. So please please tune in then. Uh, but, yes, this week uh, all of the DeSoto County schools recognized the star students, the star teachers, the valedictorians, and salutatorians from each high school uh, at this past board meeting this past Thursday yep. uh, on April 21st. Now, again, the star student is the student teacher achievement recognition. So, again, this is the Student Teacher Achievement Recognition, so the Student and Teacher Program, which was established by the Mississippi Economic Council in 1965. And, of course, everybody, I hope, knows what a valedictorian and a salutatorian in, or are. The STAR student uh, takes into account the ACT scores and scholastic averages are compared to determine 
which high schools, you know, who the star students are for each high school. And then that star student gets to pick the star teacher. That's how that's works. So, okay. again, we'll start with Lewisburg High School. Lewisburg High School, uh, we want to congratulate the Valley Victorian, Riley Littleton, and the salutatorian is Joshua Griganti. So, okay. congratulations to the Valley Victorian salutatorian. The star students uh, for Lewisburg, they actually have uh, four. Okay. Uh, Joshua Griganti, Riley Littleton, no surprise, Isabella Love, and David Truitt. So those are your four students, and they picked these four star teachers, Patricia Tabor, Kim Pickering, Maggie Dennis, and Lacey Fitz. We want to say congratulations to those students, to those teachers, for this is great recognition. I mean, this looks good on a resume. Sure. This looks good on, you know, going to college. And, of course, obviously for valedictorian and the salutatorian, there's also possible scholarships that go along with that. So, again, congratulations to those at Lewisburg. Uh, next, we want to go right here under the water towers, uh, Hernando High School. The valedictorian for Hernando High School is Sydney Gunthorpe. Sydney Gunthorp, uh, congratulations to being valedictorian. And the salutatorian is Julia Polk. So Sydney Gunthorpe and Julia Polk are your valedictorian and salutatorian for Hernando High School. And the star students for them are actually two different students uh, than the valedictorian and salutatorians. The first star student is Kathleen Hilliard, and the second star student is John Fulcher. So Kathleen Hilliard is John Fulcher, and they selected Sean Swift and Tanya Float as their star teachers. So congratulations to those uh, young people, again, uh, for, to, for your resume, just for the recognition itself, and for potential, I guess, again, looks good going to college, and also potential scholarships. Derek, I recognize every one of those names that you mentioned. John Fulcher is the son of the gentleman who runs the Community Foundation, who has been on our show. Kathleen Hilliard goes to church with you and has been a member of our church since yep. you and since, I mean, since she was little, so we've known them forever. The Hilliards, a lot of people know them. And then, uh, obviously, Hannah Grace, uh, you know, friends with all them, knows Sydney Gunn Tharp and uh, Julia Pope, just great kids, you know, good kids. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the, the cliche is always like, hey, they're going to go on and do big things and that type stuff. But uh, from that group of four, I could definitely see that. So congratulations to them. Congratulations to the young people over in Lewisburg. Again, brought to you, the uh, star, star students brought to you this week from by <laughs> the DeSoto County Museum. We'll just go ahead and let them be the sponsor for our star students. Uh, it's that time of year, Derek. It is such a rite of passage right now with uh, prom, graduation, all that kind of stuff. We're going to talk awards about day coming up. awards day. Yeah, I think North One has theirs on Wednesday. Day. And then the uh, Hernando had theirs on Friday, past Friday this right. past Friday, a star student. Pretty neat deal. The band played. The seniors all walked through. Wherever you were going to college, you kind of sat in that section, and then you got to sign the board there uh, of, of Ole Miss or Mississippi State or Delta State or a number of different things. It was kind of funny. The uh, Ole Miss board was right next to the Mississippi State board, mm -hmm. and um, we were sitting right in front of her, and the, the Mississippi State lady was not very uh, – she did not have a good time when they were doing the uh, the Ole Miss <laughs> stuff, so kind of rolled her eyes a little bit, obviously. But, uh, anyway, we digress. Funny. Quite funny. But um, – Congratulations to all the graduates. We're going to talk more about that over the next four or five weeks. Uh, graduation is such a, a part of life, and um, we just really want to congratulate those people. As Right before we turn our attention on the sports field, definitely want to recognize those people that were doing hard, hard work over the last four years, really 12 years in the classroom. Congratulations to all those people. We know, Derek, and once you graduate high school, then you go on to college, and maybe you uh, decide to uh, spend a few more years becoming a dentist. Tell us about the official dentist of the UTW Podcast. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. 
The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Spring has definitely sprung and uh, everything has started to get greener outside. The grass is is ready to be mown, all those different things. And if you're looking for help when it comes to that at your home or business, I want to encourage you to contact one of our longtime sponsors, Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, spring cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, anything on the outside of your home or business, please contact Richard. No job too small, no job too large. If he can't help you do it, he'll help you find someone who can. Give Richard and his team a call at 662-292-8855. That's 292-8855. Or find more information about Richard and his team on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Thank you, Richard, for continuing to support the UTW Podcast. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662 892-8419. Again, 662-892-8419. Or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. You mentioned them moments ago, Derek, as part of the Earth Day celebration. want to continue to recognize our seasonal sponsor, the Hernando Farmer's Market. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh, local experience. They will be kicking off the 2022 Farmer's Market this Saturday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. this Saturday, April 30th. There will be over 40 vendors for opening day, including Brown Dairy Farms, Miss Pat's Homemade Pound Cakes, The Cookie Lady, Black Sheep Hot Sauce, Abney's Handmade Crafts. Those are just five of the over 40 vendors that will be there kicking off the Hernando Farmer's Market this coming Saturday. The market runs through October 29th, and then they also do a wonderful Dickens of a Christmas on November 12th. The Hernando Farmer's Market, again, truly a fresh local experience. want to continue to welcome the Farmer's Market back to the UTW Podcast. Look forward to your wonderful 2022 season. Located on the beautiful Hernando Square. Well, Derek, we've recognized some of the kids uh, when it comes to their classroom work. But let's talk about, as we finish every week, let's talk about some uh, some of the things they're doing on the athletic fields, especially playoff time in Hernando, Mississippi. What you got? Well, as mentioned on Friday, our Friday podcast, the soccer match on Thursday was ran out for the North Point Trojans. So the next match will be a district matchup with ECS that will now be senior night for the Trojans Tuesday night. And now, I mean, Matt, I'm going to be honest, uh, this is the third try at, at, at a senior night. They were supposed to do it last Tuesday. It was postponed until Thursday with that now was rained out. Uh, and so now they're moving it to senior night this Tuesday night. And finally, you know, I can't believe that it's a senior night. I want to say how much I have enjoyed watching my son play soccer uh, for the last 13 years. And even though, you know, he still has two more weeks after this to hopefully, you know, play. Hope they have a game Friday. It's supposed to be a makeup game. Then the playoffs will start. So he has at least two more weeks. Senior night's always bittersweet. And I just wanted to reach out and say, Bo, I'm very 
proud of the way you've played. He's been playing since he was, I think, five. So he's been playing 13 years. Uh, so just really enjoyed watching him play over the last 13 years. And, again, just wanted to let him know that I love him and uh, just proud for him and, and all that he's accomplished on the soccer pitch. So uh, looking forward, really looking forward to the game tomorrow night. Switching over to softball. The Lady Trojans faced those same ECS Eagles in softball uh, over the weekend and came away with a 17-10 district win. Libby Sowell got the win for the Lady Trojans, going four innings and striking out five. Sowell was also two for six with two RBIs. Kelly Reese Hubbard was three for three with two RBIs. Reagan Adams was three for five with two RBIs. And Katie Bobo was two for five with two RBIs. The Lady Trojans are now 8-4, 5-0 in district. Their next matchup is tonight, Monday night, in a non-district game, if it's not rained out, against Bartlett. Moving to North Point Baseball. The baseball Trojans were the busiest team since our last show, playing games on Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday. On Thursday night, the Trojans took a tough district loss in eight innings, losing game two of the two-game series to St. George's 9-8 to, to have a split in that series. Connor McNatt had a home run in three RBIs for the Trojans, and Hunter Brown had a home run in two RBIs. The Trojans had to put that loss behind them quickly to face Houston High School on the road the next night. Unfortunately, that game was another tough loss for the Trojans, who lost 6-5. to five. Jay Hall took the loss, going four innings and having five strikeouts. Hudson Brown was two for four with his second homer in two days and had four RBIs. James Smith was two for three. The Trojans then looked to regroup on Saturday, hosting St. Benedict in a pink-out game and a fundraiser for DeSoto Hope. The Eagles of St. Benedict were the team that the Trojans needed to face to get off the two-game slide. The Trojans won 11 to nothing in five innings as Jay Ferguson goes all five innings with nine strikeouts to get the win. James Smith was 3-for-4 four with four RBIs, and Hudson Brown was 2-for-2 two two with two RBIs. The record is now 16-7. and seven. They're 6-2 in district, and their next games are the final two district games in their final two district series with Lausanne, with game one being tonight, Monday night, and game two tomorrow night. This series will determine the top three teams in the district for playoff seating. So basically there's three teams trying to go, you know, could be first, second, or third, depending on how this series goes. So good luck to the Trojans, hopefully locking up that one seed. Now moving on to Lewisburg softball, where everybody we're talking about here, both Lewisburg teams, were in the playoffs. So the Lady Patriots entered the first round of the playoffs as the two-seed from District 2, facing off against three-seed Clinton. In Game 1 in Lewisburg, the Lady Patriots won 12-2 in five innings, with Emma Abrams going all five innings with six strikeouts for the win. Jalen Taylor and Aubrey Williams both had two hits for Lewisburg, with Taylor leading the team with three RBIs. Leona Claire Stokes also had three RBIs. In game two on Saturday in Clinton, Lewisburg was able to better their margin of victory by one run, winning 11 to nothing in five innings to get the sweep. Raggett went all five innings with three strikeouts to get the win. Aubrey Williams and Alyssa Harville led the Lady Patriots with two hits, and Brennan Kettler had three RBIs. The Lady Patriots now advance to round two, where they will have to travel all of nine miles to face Hernando in the next round. This will be a great matchup in the next round and one that the UTW podcast cannot wait to cover. Moving on to Lewisburg baseball. The baseball team was also the, the two seed and squared off against Germantown High School in game one in Lewisburg. Germantown put up nine runs in the first five innings on their way to a 10-1 win. Matthew Osteen took the loss for the Patriots, who had to 
turn around the next day and try to even the series. Lewisburg jumped out to a 2-0 lead in the first of that game with Jacob Hill having a solo shot. Germantown answered by getting one back in the bottom of the inning, evening the score after the bottom of the second. Germantown then took the lead in the fourth on a solo shot, but Lewisburg tied it 3-3 in the top of the seventh inning. Germantown loaded the bases in the bottom half of the seventh, and a single up the middle gave them a walk-off win. Lewisburg is eliminated in two games and finishes the season 23-5. It was a great year for the Patriots, and the UTW podcast wants to congratulate the team and Coach Cagle for a great season. Good luck to the seniors who are playing going forward, whether in JUCO or, or, or D1 College, and to all those coming back next year. Uh, now, both of the Hernando teams uh, had a bye, so Hernando softball first. Hernando wrapped up the district championship last week and was waiting to see who they would play in round two since they had the first round bye. It is now known that they will host Lewisburg, as we mentioned, in game one this Friday. Game two will be in Lewisburg on Saturday, and then game three, if needed, will be back under the water tower next Monday. Good luck to both teams, and as I said before, we cannot wait to cover this series. Matt, will you be uh, be on the mic for that? Uh, I've not been asked to be on the mic for no. that. Yeah, just, oh, no. Just kind of. I'm just simply. I'm, checking, you know, your, checking, your, checking your calendar. They like to wait till like, – Coach Nicky Witten likes to wait until last minute to ask me to do something, but uh, sure, I, I'd love to be of service. But, uh, so they you do, are available Friday night if they I don't, need I don't, to. More than likely, yes, and you're gonna. there's a lot going on in Hernando yeah, on Friday there. night, and you will see what I mean by that here in just a second. I will say this. Please consider getting out supporting these young people. And we'll have another show on Friday to Absolutely. remind everybody. We will. We uh, definitely but, you know, will. Just as, uh, very excited, I know, for the next four or five days, you know, this is all this county is going to be talking about. Oh, man. This is a huge, huge matchup. Friday Trying night. to make it to the North State finals yes friday night is big yeah absolutely now moving to hernando baseball the baseball also had wrapped up this district championship and have been waiting to see who they will face in round two they faced off against the lafayette commodores in a game for both teams to stay loose entering the playoffs the tigers got down seven to one but a grand slam by luke roman pulled the tigers closer and an rbi ground out by josh robinson tied the game and sent it to extra innings in the extra innings, a walk-off home run by Topher Jones in the bottom of the eighth saw the Tigers come back and get the 10-7 win against the Commodores. Topher Jones also got the win on the mound, going two innings, allowing no runs on no hits and striking out three. The Tigers are now 20-6 and six and will face off against Germantown, who we just mentioned defeated Lewisburg, starting this Friday with Hernando getting the first game at home at 7 p.m. We will remind everyone on Friday, but please come out to support the Tigers either in the circle or on the mound in the second round of the playoffs with the winner from both matchups going to the North State Finals. The softball game is at 6. The boys' baseball game is at 7. Go watch the softball game first. Once that game has been decided, you can get, you can walk over and watch the Hernando right. Germantown game. Just look, man, come out. Hopefully the weather's going to be good. It is baseball time right here under the water tower. Support these young people. Two years ago, baseball got canceled. By God, get out. Support these young people as they uh, wear Hernando across their chest. Just a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. Look, if you enjoy our show, all the talk about young people, the talk about recognition of students, the fact of the week, all the different fun things that we talk about. Derek, I, do, I will say this before I mention uh, had several people say they really enjoyed our show about our, our favorite uncles on Friday. Yes. Our yes. favorite show. And that, that show was, look, there, there, were, there were multiple subjects. I think the main two subjects that were covered in on the Friday show, please go listen to it, was the noise ordinance that got lowered from 75 down to 65. 65. 65. Yes, that's it. Yeah. You and I are going to go to lunch after this, and we have to talk. Uh, unless we sit outside, which even outside, we have to whisper. 65. We digress. 
Oh, and they talk about our favorite uncles. That's and, right. Uh, so go listen to that Friday show. You'll kind of figure out some different things there. It was a fun show to record and a fun show. Uh, we started off with Uncle Cracker Music, had a story there about Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, it was just a show about uncles this past Friday. Go this take a listen. Friday. Go take a listen to our show from Friday, and you will certainly start to recognize our jokes. If you enjoy our jokes, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. That's UTW Pod on Twitter. Wherever you listen to our show, please give us a five-star review. Help us move up the ranks when it comes to local podcasts. Also, share it. Share it on Facebook. Share it with friends. Send it to your aunt, your uncle. Send it to the kids that we may be mentioned on the show. Say, hey, we just heard your name on this local podcast. Go give it a listen. That's how we're going to continue to grow and have support under the water tower. If you enjoy our show, look up OB Pod, covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. OB Pod also deep dives into Center Hill Athletics, Olive Branch Athletics, and Lewisburg Athletics. OB Pod. Look them up today. Well, Derek, good luck with Senior Night. Uh, you'll believe it when you see it, Senior Night, because they've canceled it three times. Good luck with that. Also, good luck to all the young people, soccer, baseball, all the stuff coming up on our Friday show. We will definitely encourage you to get out again on Friday and support these young people. We hope everyone has a wonderful spring week. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the Water Tower. This is where we dropped off a pretty soon.